0: You're gonna struggle. What? You're gonna struggle because you have an, You have. A, you have someone sitting right next to you, and I feel like you feel like you're. Uh, you're like on X Factor.
1: Yeah, she's got a buzzer too. You. Yeah. You can't see it in the video, but she's got just like a. Buzz. Welcome to the seventh episode of Partial Recall, or the first episode that anyone should actually listen to, hopefully. Uh, I am Daniel, one of the hosts. I'm here with two people today for this special episode. I'm here with Megan. Your wife. (laughs) Bringing the Borat back.
2: (laughs) Sorry. Breaking
1: the hosts. (laughs) And I'm here with Yishai, the other of the hosts. Uh, Yishai, what's this podcast about?
0: This podcast is about uh, movies we've seen as kids that we only sort of remember. Uh, So in the first half of the episode, we talk about those movies and try to reconstruct the plot from memory. And then we break, watch the movie, come back. And in the second half of the show, we talk about what we got right, what we got wrong, and if it held up. Uh, This week, Megan, why don't you... uh, Tell us what we're watching.
2: We are watching Rocky Four, And I'm breaking the mold a little bit because this is one of my favorite movies, was one of my favorite movies as a kid. And so I remember this movie really well. I watch this movie every like five years or so. I have really bad recall for most things and most movies, but this one is special to me. So I <laughs> want to bring you guys on board and and get everyone to love this movie as much as I do.
1: And peeking behind the curtain, she's also breaking the mold because um, she did prep work, um, legal prep work. She did not read about the movie or watch the movie, but she yeah. did write down notes. Okay, so yeah. very impressive. I, from
2: my brain, though, like I, 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 like I said, I have really bad recall. So if I don't write my notes down before, I'm not good at speaking off the cuff. I have to, you know, remember
0: yeah.
2: what I remember.
0: You know who else has really bad recall?
1: Us. Yeah. <laughs> it's the nature of the show uh why was this movie so special to you as it, when did you first see this movie
2: um i don't remember when i first saw it because it came out when we were babies yeah
0: let me here why don't i do uh the background of the movie and then we could talk about our remembrances of it the background is this uh written and directed by sylvester stallone so just to Quickly close the loop uh, as we take elements of the previous movie. Last week we discussed Demolition Man, also starring Sylvester Stallone. So, this movie, Rocky IV, also stars Sylvester Stallone, written by Sylvester Stallone, directed by Sylvester Stallone, a real triple threat. Uh, The movie was released, uh, the premiere was November 21st, 1985, but it was released on November 27th, 1985. So your parents, Dan, might have gone straight from the hospital right after you were born and taken to, to see this in theaters. I know sometimes you're like, I think I saw this in theaters. So this could be another one where like they're like,
1: all right, you're free to go home with your kids. My mom took me to this after leaving whatever pornographic movie she took me to first. <laughs> right When you were one day old, you, you got to uh, – <laughs> She's like, this movie's not appropriate for yeah. babies. Yeah, like, Do
2: you remember when you saw this movie?
0: Um, I don't think – I do. I mean, I don't have any like I I'm gonna be the least uh, rememberful
1: I do of. know that this movie was number one at the box office the weekend after I was born. that uh, I
0: do yeah. Think. So the movie was really successful. The movie uh came out in nineteen eighty-five, November twenty-seventh, uh, <laughs> for a running time of ninety-one minutes, but the director's cut has <laughs> a so running time of
1: ninety-three minutes. So that's you a know. great runtime. Ninety minutes probably yeah, is the number one best run time for a movie.
0: I just find it very funny that Sylvester Stallone really insisted on having those two extra minutes. Like, what? What? It's like another like minute of like lifting
1: weights in his montage. Uh, show you have three kids. I don't need to tell you what you can do in two minutes. Okay. <laughs> uh no comment
0: um the movie uh had a budget of 28 million dollars and had a box office of 300.4 million dollars so another smash hit so yes it was definitely number one the weekend it came out i assume it was probably also number one after that because uh, what is that by inflation uh just under titanic Uh,
2: somewhere between
0: honey i shrunk the kids and titanic
2: Nobody talks about this movie anymore, though. Like Titanic is still pretty much like Titanic. It's not actually
1: right below Titanic.
2: Well, Titanic comes up in conversation. I feel like when we're at, at parties and I talk about Rocky IV, no one's like jumps at, oh, I love that movie, too. I'm always at a whole other level than most people. Right.
0: Well, maybe either so many Rockies. Maybe he spread himself too thin, and now he's given people too many options of which Rocky could be their favorite. Um, I,
1: I think it is definitively true that there are too many Rocky movies. Because before we even get into the partial recall of Rocky Four, how many Rocky movies are there? You um, shy,
0: including or not including Creed? You could include the Creeds. Yeah, I would. I would say
1: somewhere between eight and ten. Okay, so there's Rocky. Rocky two, Rocky three, Rocky four. That part's really easy. <laughs> then there's Rocky five.
2: Five goes really downhill.
1: Then there's Rocky six, but it's not called Rocky six. That one's called Rocky Balboa. So that's the that's the the
0: that's new that came... like that's yeah. that's a reboot.
2: I think so.
1: But it's not a reboot because it's not like it's a you young right. Sylvester Stallone again. Sorry, it's, it's not like, a reboot.
0: Right? It's like what Demolition Man two is going to it be. It's going to have old it's, Sylvester Stallone in it.
1: It's what it's what they call a legacy sequel.
2: He goes back to his roots.
1: He he plays <laughs> an old man who is like pulled back into the ring. Whereas yeah. in Rocky Five, he's training his son to fight, but he isn't fighting.
2: I don't remember that one. That's when he fights the wrestling, right? Rocky Five.
0: Maybe it's Rocky. Maybe there is a Rocky Six. Isn't so, he a trainer in Rocky Balboa? Whatever. We're not partially recalling any other movie except Rocky yeah. Four. We're
2: yeah, doing we the whole Rocky, Rocky franchise. Four. We got him <laughs> into Rocky Four because yeah.
0: Okay, so Rocky for Sylvester Stallone is the star. He plays the titular Rocky Balboa. Uh, his wife, Adrienne, is back. Talia Shire. Uh, Burt Young is Pauly, who is his... Okay, ever uh, I won't say who it is. So Pauly is
2: Adrienne's brother.
0: Yeah, I thought it was his trainer, so shows how much I know. Uh, Carl Weathers <laughs> is Those spoilers, Apollo. No spoilers, uh, there is Bridget Nielsen, who plays Ludmilla Vobit Drago. And then Dolph Lundgren plays Captain Ivan Drago, who is the uh, nemesis of Rocky in this movie. So I guess... Or so you think. Or so I think, yeah. So yeah. considering how little I remember about this movie, let me just go real quick. Yeah, go first. What do you remember? Oh, hold on. Actually, before that. So where do I remember seeing this movie? Uh I, I don't. I mean, like again, probably with some friends. I definitely remember like the Drago thing. So we probably just watched it either on TV, like we caught it on, like TNT or whatever, uh or we rented it. Um but you clearly Megan have have strong memories of it. So w- w- how was it introduced to you? Yeah,
1: when did you first see it?
2: So I remember watching I I definitely watched this movie when I was younger than second grade because I lived in two houses growing up. I lived in one house up until second grade and then moved to the house I lived in from second grade on.
1: So really important clarification. You lived in two houses sequentially, not simultaneously.
2: Right. Yes. Yes. So I was younger than second grade and I have three older brothers who I, I must've been who introduced me to this movie who were really into it. They introduced me to a lot of like boy things like wrestling, you know, this This movie, He Man, and
1: what do you think at the time drew you to this movie so strongly?
2: I want to dig into it, maybe like after watching it, because I'm not sure. I mean, that's something I ask myself: (laughs) why does (laughs) does this movie appeal to young Megan so much? Um, Yeah, there's a lot of male energy in it. I think I can maybe maybe talk about it as we go into the plot, and I'll remember things, and I can.
0: So you say you watch it every five years or so. Yeah. How does that work? Like, yeah. is there an occasion for it to... Uh... <laughs> That's a good
2: question. Um, no, I don't think there's a specific occasion, but I think with... You didn't remember. So that five years ago, we would have watched it together. And I think I must have been talking about the movie and you were like, oh, like I barely remember that movie and made you watch it. I've definitely so seen
1: it prior the to next, that.
2: Uh, so after we watch it for this podcast, I'm sure the next... Edu- next time we watch it, will be me showing it to our yeah. daughter.
1: Um, here's an important question: Sylvester Stallone, Daddy?
2: Daddy, <laughs> are you into <laughs> Sylvester Stallone in this yes. movie?
1: Is that a big part of this for you? <laughs> yes,
2: I'm very into the Italian stallion. But uh, but all the guys in this movie are Chef's Kiss, beautiful. I can like I'll I'll, I'll get into each. You're going to rank them. Element.
1: Okay, yeah. so before we yeah. go in, you're going to rank the men.
2: I'm not going to rank them. Yep, you are? I'm not going to rank them. I'm going to talk about them individually. No, you have to rank them. And each one of their assets.
1: You're going to assign them a number (laughs) between 1 and 10, and then we'll we'll regroup and see if you got
0: uh, I remember now the trainer's name is Mick. So he might be dead at this point. I don't remember. But even so, you're going to have to put him in the pantheon.
1: Speaking of not remembering, Yishai, what do you remember about this movie?
0: Okay. So what I remember this movie I think, like, largely speaking, the Rocky franchise. And the thing about Rocky is I'm from Philadelphia. So, like, it has a special meaning to all Philadelphians, right? Like...
2: Have you run the steps? We haven't talked about the this. Steps.
0: Yeah, come on. It's Did a rite of passage. Post- have you made it I all haven't. the way up in one run? I, yeah, I was a kid. I had boundless
1: energy.
2: That's so cool. You have pictures of you, like, with your arms up and everything. Yeah. Wait, next to the statue? So, probably. <gasps> like,
1: the most famous person from Philadelphia isn't a real person. <laughs> <laughs> That's
2: great.
0: That's, um, yeah. I was going to say getting circumcised as a Jew is as important as running up the Rocky stairs as a Philadelphian. Uh, those are, are two equally important rites of passages. So I definitely like know who Rocky is, right? He's like this, you know, the underdog boxer. He defeats or. I don't even remember the order of events, but he has this very long running uh, rivalry with Apollo Creed. Um, he wins one, loses one. Uh, and then I, I, so I think eventually what happens is like, we get to Rocky four, the tensions between the U S and uh, Russia are, are chilly, frosty, uh, like the cold Siberian desert. Like um, your
1: Guy Fieri tips. <laughs> <laughs> yes
0: uh wisps um and so like it's put to uh rocky to like <laughs> solve tensions between the countries by defeating <laughs> ivan drago like he has to like resolve like global superpower single
2: handedly
0: stepping into the ring i think at this point maybe he's like a little older ivan drago is definitely way bigger than him and way more fearsome um i think he might have like killed people previously, like, boxing them. So I think there's, like, that looming threat that he might die in this movie, Sylvester Stallone. Um, and then they box, and I would assume Sylvester Stallone wins and drapes himself in an American flag, just like I assume that's how you watch it every five years. That's my broad recollection of uh, Rocky IV. So it's
1: It's not it's, bad. It's not bad. Yeah. There are a few key things that I know you forgot, before we get to Megan just schooling us. Yeah. He does kill a boxer in the ring in the beginning of this movie. I believe uh, he kills Apollo Creed <laughs> in the beginning of this movie. Yeah. Um, it's the beginning of this movie, right? It's not the third movie. It's this no, movie. it's this movie. Um, so that's kind of a big deal.
0: So Megan, in your um, rankings, you're going to have to call him Ghost Apollo Creed when you talk about how hot he is.
1: <laughs> uh, con- <laughs> continued it. Um, but yeah. There's, so, so that's one thing I remember. The first person to be fighting Yvonne Drago is Apollo Creed wearing his star-spangled trunks and an American flag. He's all very America about it. And then he dies. And then Rocky's like, I have to pick up the mantle and fight for my friend. Uh, there is a sequence where he and Apollo Creed, I believe, run on a beach, um, which is very Top Gun. I bet the music is excellent in that scene. Yes,
2: yep. it is. Um,
1: and the bodies are very oily. Um, and
2: they both are they wearing, glisten. they're both wearing those short shorts mm. from the 70s and 80s, those booty shorts they have that like, guys just that, don't wear anymore. That have
0: like piping around. around. Yeah. yeah. So they were, one, booty one of the shorts things. shorts were
2: really popular when I was in high school for girls. You know, they had the juicy on the back and they like barely covered your butt cheeks. <laughs> Do you
0: think the Rocky scene I bring- <laughs> whips <laughs> yeah. around to a, yeah. to a rear shot and it
1: just says <laughs> juicy like- on their shorts?
2: I want to bring back booty shorts for men because they used to be really popular in the 70s and 80s and now nobody wears them. I just want to point out to
1: you, in in Demolition Man, you see Sylvester Stallone's underball. (laughs) Um, So you missed that. Uh, Okay, so I remember that. I remember Rocky is kind of like in his retirement phase where he has all this money and doesn't know what to do with it. And he does have a robot butler Mm -hmm. that his Brother in law Polly is like in love with.
2: Well, he changes the voice of um, the robot to be a female voice. So, so he...
1: this is the part of the movie that Ishai doesn't remember, which no! is that this movie has big Coke energy. Like
0: <laughs> what does that mean?
1: It means that everyone involved in making this movie did a lot of Coke first. Like at every step, they were like, let's write the movie. And then they're like, but well, first let's do some Coke.
0: So, you, was this movie like a, a precursor uh, to the movie Her with Joaquin Phoenix? Like, he, like <laughs> is that is that okay? So he's in love with the robot. So the other Butler. thing
1: is, in the um, even though Apollo Creed was an established character, Scarlett Johansson did want to play Apollo Creed in this movie. <laughs> <laughs> is the
0: is the robot Butler like a like a CP three O type? Or-
1: no, it looks like the robot. In, more like it, the Jetsons. In my memory, it looks a little bit more like the Jetsons or like the robot from Lost in Space. It's kind of like got wheels and it's like. Right. Shape. But big. I mean, personality um,
0: wise, is it like, Master Balboa, please do not go fight Ivan Drago.
1: You will die. <laughs> the odds of your survival are 321,000 to brings, one. Uh, I,
2: I could be wrong about this, but I think she brings Polly a birthday cake. She's like holding the birthday. She's like, happy birthday with <laughs> like, her. <laughs> like a
0: topless robot.
2: <laughs> and Rocky just rolls his eyes. Like you he gave her a woman's voice. What's that about? That's gross.
1: Yep. So that's a thing in this movie. Okay. Um, and so then he he then when he goes, I believe he goes to Russia to fight Ivan Drago, and Drago does like all of this. Like he trains with like all of the best machines and like all the best equipment. And Rocky trains by like chasing chickens around through the snow. And, like, throwing logs. And, like, he does, like, earth training, basically. Intentionally?
0: Or because he doesn't have the resources that Drago does? Like, is this, like... um, He has a
1: robot butler. He has the resources. I just... That's fair. I
0: mean, in Russia, are they giving him a disadvantage? Or is he like, I gotta get back to my roots by chasing chickens? His choice. Okay,
1: He knows that the way to win is through down-homey energy. Not through... Robot High tech butlers. Exactly. This is a movie where there's there's a dichotomy. It's the U.S. versus Russia, and it's also man versus machine. Yeah.
2: Yeah, that's a good. Maybe that's a good point.
1: Um, what else do I remember about this movie? I actually don't remember if he wins the fight or not, uh, because in in Rocky one, famously, he loses the fight. Right. But it's a good fight, and that's sort of the right. the victory of it is that he puts up a fight. But don't you
0: think, just from a Writerly perspective, like a story arc perspective, to atone for his friend's unjust murder in the ring, he would have to
1: win. Like, if the movie was like, he lost too. That would be like the biggest bummer. <laughs> and he also lost, but yeah. it was a moral victory because he survived. <laughs> right. Uh, there's one other line I remember from this movie, but I will not steal that line from Megan. No, uh, you can say it if you want. Where uh, there's like a press conference. 'Cause I think that there's an undercurrent in this movie. Obviously, this movie deals with the Cold War. And I believe there's an undercurrent in this movie of like everyone should get along, maybe, but like also America's the best. I'm not a hundred percent sure. I might be wrong about this. But there's a there's a line in the movie where Ivan where Drago's wife, who's also like his hype man, Bridget Nielsen. Bridget Nielsen in her Russian accent, she says, and I only know this line because Megan says it to me all the time, basically at the end of every fight, you think you are (laughs) so very good and we are so very bad.
2: Every
1: time we fight, I say that to myself. So, I know that one line from Rocky (laughs) Four. That's what I remember. So, here's the question. Should we do, should we see if the poster jars anything for us or... Should we just let Megan tell us everything that happens? Let's go into the notes because it's let's go to your notes. Okay. Okay, what do you remember about this movie?
2: Okay. I think you both did really well, by the way, of your recall. And I think that there are some things that I'm gonna mess up in my recollection, but I'm gonna start with my notes and how I think it starts, which I think it starts at breakfast at Rocky's you know, fancy mansion house.
1: We're not going to have to watch the movie after this. This is going to be like shot for (laughs) shot.
2: They're like on the patio, Rocky, Apollo, former rivals, now best, best buds. Mm. Um, They're having breakfast. They're uh, they see the paper and in the paper is Ivan Drago, this machine of a man, like you said, um, these these best friends are former heavyweight champions of the world, and this is the hot young thing who's become famous for knocking people out early on. Like, one or two rounds, he just knocks people down. Mm-hmm. And, and um, Apollo um, has this thought of, like, yeah, he, Drago, he's the best now, but I'm the best of all time. He's got that, like if Michael Jordan and your man, LeBron had a fight, who would win? Apollo is having that energy of like, yeah, but I could beat this guy. And so he gets this idea. and He tells Rocky at breakfast, like, you know, I could beat him. I'm going to challenge this guy to a exhibition match. I think that's what I should do. And Rocky's like, we're like rich fat cats now. Like we're retired. We've done all the work. We don't need, we don't have anything to prove now, but Apollo wants to approve it to himself. So cut to press conference. They're announcing this exhibition match. Um, Drago has signed on to do it. And they're going to fight. Uh, and Apollo is like this showman, right? He's like, He's like not treating it seriously. He's having fun. And here's where he meets Drago. And Drago is like, Frankenstein he doesn't talk at all during this press conference because kind of a
1: Dolph Lundgren type
2: yeah he has one (laughs) it's not (laughs) it's not like a language barrier thing it's not that he only speaks Russian and doesn't speak English it's that he's like he's made for one thing it's he's a killing machine and he doesn't have time for anything else is that a
1: line in the movie he's made for one thing
2: maybe I don't know that's what Bridget Nielsen says she
0: goes he's made for (laughs) one thing
2: Can can I just
1: do a quick Dolph Lundgren aside yeah he has like a PhD? Really? And yes, he just happens to look like Dolph Lundgren. In ass kicking? Yeah. No, he has a he has a degree in chemical engineering. Um and a ma- he has a master's degree in chemical engineering yep. and he just looks the way that he looks and then he met Grace Jones and became her bodyguard and then because of the way he looks, and then she pulled him into movies. Like this is she just was in a movie and she's so like Dolph Lundgren should be in this movie because you need a gigantic villain. This and this guy looks like this. Have you seen my bodyguard? What he looks like. That's how he got into movies.
0: What if like he was supposed to be the guy who like invented something that would like change the entire world? And then he did. did. It's called Rocky Four. <laughs> fair yes it's
2: true okay sorry he's definitely I gotta, made an impact on I, me.
1: he's made an impact in this room okay Megan okay. I interrupted you sorry, go so
2: ahead. um and and Rocky is at the press conference because he is going to be his best friend's manager or like corner man you know, like court yeah yeah um so cut to so they they've agreed press conference they're going to do this match cut to the match and from my memory, everyone's just standing around. The match is supposed to start. They're just standing around, like, waiting. Rocky's, like, kind of like, where is Apollo? Like, Drago's in the ring. He's ready to fight. Nobody knows where Apollo is. Apollo can't then- figure <laughs> out how to use
0: the three seashells. So he's just <laughs> stuck in the bathroom waiting to come out.
2: <laughs> then, then, the, he's got a then, going. the music starts. And the stage starts to rise and you hear... Super highways, coast to coast, easy to get anywhere, living in America. And you got one side, you got Apollo Creed, glistening, glistening body, Greek God of a man. And he's like, he's got the president's hat on, he's draped in an American flag, he's got those amazing shorts on. Other side of the ring, you've got the godfather of soul, hardest working man in show business, James Brown just belting out living in America. I
1: forgot that James Brown is in the movie. Yeah.
2: <laughs> yeah, everything you've, everyone, you're like, God bless America, thank God for this. And Rocky is just like watching Apollo, like just being a showman, you know, like just, you know, dancing around the ring, having so much fun. And Rocky's just like, he's like stepping back, appreciating his friend because you always got to have in a friendship, I'm actually curious about you two, who's the Apollo and who's the Rocky? Because usually in a friendship you have one friend who's like, just steps back and observes that one friend who's willing to, you know, get arrested and do the crazy things and another friend who just appreciates that
1: hmm.
2: So have you a have a boring friend ballsy. and
1: a serious friend? Yeah. How are we both a boring you got, friend? you got
2: to have one friend that reigns you in. Uh,
1: one time we
0: were snowboarding and I didn't want to go on the last run because I was scared I was going to get hurt. And Dan oh. was the Apollo and went on the last run and injured himself. Steve so- on
1: Drago Mountain tore my MCL. Yeah.
0: <laughs> so in that sense, I stood back and admired his stupidity. Uh, and
1: then you took a ride home from me from Montreal to New York, after which I drove myself to the hospital. Apollo <laughs> Creed, not so lucky. Did not drive himself to the hospital yeah. after this fight. Okay, so fast forwarding a little bit.
2: Wait, no, Propos- I keep going. no, 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 I, I haven't gotten to that yet. Okay, are you going to rush me through this? No, you're still going to rush me through not. this.
1: You've already had a song break. <laughs> okay.
2: okay, so um, so anyway, so then yeah, you cut to the beginning of the match, and this this is an important part because Apollo and the, and Drago they do that that thing where they bang bang gloves, you mm-hmm. know, at the beginning to like.
1: The traditional glove bang.
2: Yeah, the glove bang. Oh, I love it. And then, so he does that, and he gets his gloves, and his gloves just don't move. They don't give at all. And he realizes, like at that moment, he gets serious because he's like hit this brick wall of, you know, man of man. Mm -hmm. And then he's like, experience with that. So then the match starts, and I'll just I'll fast track a little bit. He gets hurt. Pretty early, but he tells Rocky like, "Don't throw the towel. Don't do it because I'm here. Like I, you know, I want to. I have something to prove." And, and then Rocky doesn't like Rocky doesn't throw the towel. He listens to his friend. Couple rounds in, Apollo gets really hurt, and then he like goes down. And you see at the same time, Apollo goes down, the flag goes or the I'm sorry, the towel goes down. They drop at the same time and apollo is really hurt. apollo is dead most hurt even me the most
1: and hurt then, even me <laughs> the <most are laughs> even...
2: and then and then it cuts over to drago who's again like the the frankenstein he has no soul doesn't care he's like if he dies he dies is that so that's speaking.
0: a line he says yeah he yeah. says that line goes, later about rocky
1: right
2: no i don't i think well i could be wrong My i think recollection he says if he dies he dies
1: he <laughs> definitely says if he dies he dies
0: <clears throat> so does and rocky does. suffer from like debilitating guilt over not throwing the towel in sooner like even the robot butler can't cheer him up
2: yeah he uh, you know he was trying to do the right thing for his friend his friend told him not to throw the towel no matter what um and so he listened to his friend but then he was sort of he should have reined him in Mm -hmm. you know
0: is this i have never seen creed not to do more recap is this like the thing in creed where like Michael B Jordan initially probably like blames Rocky for not throwing the towel in sooner.
1: No, you should see Creed. Okay. It's really good. All right. Sorry, Megan. <laughs>
2: no, Sidebar. Okay. Creed's really good. <laughs>
1: Everyone listening to this podcast go watch Creed. Then come back. We won't spoil it.
2: Um so yeah, so then it cuts to Apollo's funeral and and Rocky is feeling really guilty about You know, he feels like it's his fault. And then he starts to get these feelings like he needs to avenge Apollo's death. This is his best friend. And that's when you get, um, uh, oh, that's, then it it cuts to, I think, Rocky at home with Adrian and his family. And he's trying to explain to Adrian, like, I want to fight Drago now. Like, this is my responsibility. I need to avenge my friend's death. And Adrian is like, you have, like, we look at our life. We have everything we've ever wanted. Why do you have to do this now? And she she makes, the, re- the reason I'm bringing this scene up at all is she makes the cardinal mistake of doubting her husband's ability to fight Drago. She He's on the stairs. She's on the top of the stairs. Happens she, to me all she, the she time, yells, too. She yells down at him, Rocky, you can't win. And then you have our ne- my next like favorite montage of this movie which is rocky goes into his lamborghini or i don't know cars but he gets into like one of those it's a nice car uh, <laughs> those cars that rich assholes drive that are just like, <laughs> <laughs> way too nice and go way too fast he gets in one of those cars to think about things and that's when you have the montage of them them Apollo and Rocky jumping into each other's arms on the beach, like best friends forever in booty shorts. I thought it was like a
0: ghost situation where the ghost of Apollo comes back together? to run yeah, to run with him on the beach. Yeah. Okay.
2: You have a really good song that's like, there's no easy way out. There's no shortcut home. And Rocky just drives through the tunnel like zoom. And he's just thinking about his best friend. Is there a metaphor to him driving
1: through the tunnel? Like kind of a insertion metaphor?
2: No. I, I mean, it, the yep. thing that I always, as an adult, and I'm recounting this, I think it's a little weird that he chooses his best friend over his family. Because mm. he could die in this fight too, right? And he's rich. He's, he's, he's like, Adrian, my kid. He has a son. I don't care about you guys. Does he tell Adrian his-
0: <laughs> bros before hoes?
2: it's kind of a selfish decision right he thinks it's avenging his friend's death but really he's just like rocky's like i gotta prove no i'm the best there's ever been
1: well you can't run away it's also for his own
2: family okay but really it's for him yeah yeah we'll see Okay, so next, so then you have another pe- press conference, I think, where Rocky's announcing he's going to fight. He's going to fight. And he's going go to go to I think to do that's
1: it. where Drago says, if he dies, he dies. Because I think someone well, says, we'll Rocky, see. he could kill you. And then he is if like, he dies, I don't care dies. about that. That's where I think that that
2: happens. Well, we'll see in the rewatch. But the important thing is that he says he's going to train in Russia and. With chicken. um, chickens. With chickens.
1: He brings his own. Does he bring his own chickens, or are they no, local?
2: No, I, I don't think he chases. It's kind of chickens. a farm to He throws locally. a lot of logs around. I do remember that. Wait, then-
1: <laughs> but you know,
0: how he, doesn't he drink uh, like raw eggs in one of the original Rockies? Or yeah. Does he I shake think- one of these chickens in Russia for an egg, and then <laughs> just eat the egg? The purest well, does-
2: egg
1: known to yeah. man. So <laughs> he
2: he does like you know train in a bar or er, barn, and he throws logs around, and he. He runs in the snow, and he has the KGB following him in a car. I don't know if it's actually the KGB, but that's the suggestion is like he has <laughs> It's Russia. like the Russian Scapellis.
0: We can't say for certain that, that they're the KGB, but we'll see.
2: They're they're trailing him the whole time that he's training, and he's doing all of this stuff. Like you have in parallel his training, which is very down to earth, running through the snow, um, and then you with have Drago. With, uh,
1: something full of? Slave. What's the
2: song? The with Christmas song. The cage running through the snow. <laughs> um, and then you have, in parallel, you have uh, Drago who's getting like Olympic style training. He's running around this track. He's got he's running on a um, treadmill, and he's got people in like with needles. Like, doctors, yeah. Doctors, I think. But but they're like injecting <laughs> no. him with steroids or something. You just see them both like getting bigger and bigger and better and better, but with through two different methods. Which one's better? We'll find out in the in the match. Um, and so then, let's see. Then
0: they have the match. <laughs> Do you think when Apollo mm-hmm. went down and Rocky didn't know if he was alive or not, he screamed,
1: is there a person with a needle in the house? <laughs> <laughs>
2: <laughs>
1: uh, um, when he's training, what's the music? Is that Eye of the Tiger?
2: I think it's Eye of the Tiger.
1: That would make sense.
2: Yeah, and Because the montages
1: are the thing in these movies, too. Yeah.
2: Yeah. And like I said before, my dream, I was not a very athletic kid. I'm one of six kids. I'm, like, you know, close to the bottom of the family. Never been really good at anything, especially not sports. But I've always had this, like, lifelong dream of entering some building and having Eye of the Tiger play behind me. So, How
1: about entering some podcast? (laughs) Because I think dream accomplished. (laughs) Happy Hanukkah. It's such
2: a good song. And it pumps you up for sure. Okay, so then we can cut to the the, the two of them facing off in the final match. Um, nice Castor Troy
0: it, reference there. Facing off. Sorry.
2: Facing off. <laughs> <laughs> and they're in Russia. Simon and so says bad jokes. <laughs> <shot. laughs> the thing that you have to keep in mind is that it's a Russian audience during the Cold War. You know, no one is, Rocky is on, he doesn't have his people behind him.
1: He's the Bobby he right. not. He's not in Philadelphia anymore. Yeah,
2: yeah, he is not the favored one. He's not in the this
1: people's match. champion.
2: And the other thing to keep in mind in this scene is Drago is famous for uh, knocking people down early on. So, one thing that I actually am now remembering that I didn't mention before that's important things you didn't is, mention before <laughs> is so, Rocky has a son, right? And he's telling his son before – this is, like, giving him a life lesson before he goes into this match. He says this line that I used to have written on a notebook when I was in high school. (laughs) It's not about how hard you hit. It's about how many hits you can take and still keep standing, which I think is a really good life lesson and important to keep in mind as you're going into this match. Another thing I just remembered as I was saying that is that Rocky is a Christmas movie. Rocky IV is a Christmas movie. I was going to ask if it was
0: a holiday movie.
2: It is because this match takes place on Christmas, and that's why his son isn't there because his son is at home celebrating Christmas. Was Rocky
0: there for – like? was he fighting for the right to say Merry Christmas in America? Was that like (laughs) (laughs) –
1: Uh,
2: well he's definitely you like you definitely see the scenes of so the crowd is like uh, not and rocky is favor originally and his son is watching the match on tv and so anyway so they like start the match and <clears throat> rocky the uh, first initial rounds like he gets beat up pretty pretty bad and he just keeps taking these hits and taking these hits and there's a turning point in the match after going multiple multiple rounds, where Rocky gets a hit in, you guys, this is a, a critical plot point. He gets a hit in in his face. He cuts him.
1: Longhorn's got no chin.
2: Cuts him. He cuts him in the eye, and that's and he says, when you realize nobody
0: makes me bleed my own blood.
2: <laughs> yeah, that's when you realize he's he's a man. He's not just a machine. He mm. bleeds. And then then Rocky's got all of this like chutzpah Now he's like, I got a hit in. I he bleeds. I can. I have a chance here
1: welcome to the tribe
0: whatever the reveal was that when he cut him it was metal underneath and then Drago was the robot butler's brother
1: (laughs) you didn't like my relationship with Polly, so I have sent my brother to kill you (laughs)
2: after that and it's then they they they're they're fighting more and they're more and more and more as the rounds go on they start to become equals and the crowd starts cheering for rocky too and the second movie (laughs) movie (laughs) (laughs) the crowd starts to cheer for rocky because they're like this guy this match is still going this is a good match and yeah it's not about how many how how hard you hit it's about how many hits you can take and he just takes it and takes it and takes it and from my memory I could be wrong about this but I'm pretty sure that the match just ends in a call that neither one of them actually win because they just like they get the same number of hits in they're both like so they they draw they draw and there's and they there's a huge height difference I forgot to say that too Drago is so much bigger than Rocky and that is like really apparent during this fight
1: well how tall is Sylvester Stallone in real life he
0: must be a real short king that's I'm guessing. I think he's you like think so? five nine at most.
1: Oh, fuck! I live in the UK. He's one point <laughs> seven seven meters.
0: <laughs> hold on, hold
1: on. 5'10. 5'10. Oh, five ten. Five, 10. Five, 10. Oh, five.
2: Uh, I'll take
1: it. Dolph, I, I love him. <clears throat> five ten not short. He's not a short king. Dolph Lundgren is six five, so he's a tall king.
2: Yeah. Um, so, so then, do so they then, become okay, best so
0: friends? So, is he the new?
1: uh and then, it, then it becomes stepbrothers. She goes, "Do
2: we just become best friends?" So then, so then they they both get to kind of say their their piece at the end. And Rocky's like, you know, at, at the beginning of this 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 fight, I forget what he says, but then he's like, "If I can change, then you can change, and everybody can change." And it's just like that's when he rips down the iron curtain, and you realize that we're all together in this, and there shouldn't be such a divide. Like, you know, we're all humans.
0: Does Drago say if he dies, he dies again? Like he's like group. It's like the only thing he can say.
2: No, I think when he bleeds, it's like this guy. We're two peas in a pot.
1: He does some chemical engineering, and then he goes to protect Grace Jones again.
2: So <laughs> he wins over the crowd, and this guy's this movie is so good. It has so many like beautiful glistening bodies.
0: <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. I have Before two questions. We get to the hold body race. On. Yeah, I have two questions. Okay. Number one. When you say this movie is so good, and then you reference the glistening bodies, <laughs> how serious are you about like it being an actual great movie, or are you just saying like it's something that you really enjoy and like it's funny and hokey and like it's enjoyable for that reason?
2: So I don't think it's hokey to me. It's not. I I realized as I was recounting the movie, some of the themes that really do speak to me are is the um, I'm not sure what adversity I really had as like. A white girl growing up like middle class but the the we
1: discussed your adversity on the pre-show and here I'm going to tell on myself but, but whole... you thought Olive Garden was a fancy restaurant <laughs> and that is adversity but in this my book was like,
2: but that quote that I said I wrote down in my notebook in high school like I had this I don't know complex I was painfully shy even in high school And so to have this, like, it's not about how many, you know, how hard you hit. It's like how many hits you can take and keep going. I was like, I just, I just needed that like underdog kind of.
1: That's also the speech in five, right? He gives that same speech to his son in five.
2: Maybe I'm wrong about where the quote comes from. I just remember this like really speaking to me.
1: He might say it in both. It sounds like it, but yeah. And
2: also like Sylvester Stallone. He is a short king. I'll, he's not. I'll, he's 5'10". 5'10 kind of short. Yeah, you're just, it's just because I'm 6'4". But he's got these like but beautiful like, puppy... Brag. He's got these beautiful puppy dog eyes that when I was a kid, somehow, I just really... Yeah.
0: You and Sandra Bullock. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, Okay. So <clears throat> so it truly resonated with you. Like, it really... So when Sylvester Stallone sat down to write a script in which... He single-handedly solved the Cold War. And you just, you felt it all. You were like, this guy, he gets it. And it really resonated with
2: Yeah, he He really got me as a second grader.
1: He sat down and he was like, who's my audience for this movie? And then he took a picture of Megan and he put it, he taped it above his desk. (laughs) He probably
2: never imagined how critical this movie would be to my upbringing. Um, Probably true. But then also the music is great. The music, music is great. Is Everyone fantastic. knows all of the time. Music
0: sounds great. I'm worried if you keep singing it, we're going to get. It's so accurate. Your depictions of every song, we're going to get taken down for uh, copyright uh, infringement. <laughs> oh no! Really? No. no, no totally. oh. really. <laughs> <laughs> Megan, <Make>, don't worry.
1: <laughs> You're not that good at singing. <laughs> uh, should we? I mean, is there even any point in looking at the poster? Well, let's
0: look at the poster.
1: Um, so, The poster is Rocky, draped in the American flag, wearing. Star-spangled shorts. Um, it looks like he
0: wins the fight. That's my uh, takeaway from the. From this,
1: doesn't look like he's winning the fight. He also, also he has a Jesus face. halo.
2: Yeah, he does in I this picture. It. Yeah. I get. It. But also look and at his like, eyes. And he
1: can get it. <laughs> well, his- <laughs> look at
2: his eyes. You can see that how beat up. he's yeah. Gotten. Yep. He can barely see.
1: But that, um, Rocky
0: celebrates too many uh, losses if, if or draws. Like, it, it's, you know, come on. No moral victories. And then
1: let's see what it says on the VHS box. So I sent you two boxes. Yeah, so
0: which one are you looking at? The
1: I'm going to look at first the one that is the black box with the poster image of Rocky draped in the flag Yeah. on the front. It says Rocky IV in red. On the spine, it says Rocky IV. Mm-hmm. And in the back, it has a picture of Rocky facing off against Dolph Lundgren. You can see the height advantage of Dolph Lundgren, clearly in fact. Yeah. He also kind of has the Wesley Snipes hair. I'm demolishing um, Rocky Balboa is back to face his most lethal opponent to date, the hulking Yvonne Drago, a computer trained Soviet, uh, not a
2: computer. <laughs> <laughs> a computer trained Soviet
1: trained Soviet. <laughs> I'll keep
2: reading After the merciless destruction of Apollo Creed At the hands of Drago Rocky's obsession to avenge his friend Takes him to the frozen wastelands of Siberia And the most dangerous fight of his life
1: da, da, da. Rocky IV is the most successful of this phenomenal series to date When it opened in the US It broke all existing records And once again confirmed Sylvester Stallone As the box office champion of the world So That's actually pretty impressive Considering that the first movie was very successful And also won Best Picture
0: it won Best Picture, Rocky One.
2: Yeah, it did. Yeah. And it's great. This movie is better.
0: Well, so here's my question about that. This box and the other box you sent don't have any critical praise. Do you think that's like intentional or do you think it's just like –
1: should we look to see did this movie what is this movie on like rotten tomatoes well, is or... that
0: spoiling it is that going to impact our our view yeah you're right
1: let's save that for the second half i'm
0: just posing the question most of the boxes you read call it like a dazzling display of special effects or something a heartfelt story i don't think anything actually said that
1: Dolph lundgren is the special effects it's true almost every box we've had calls out special effects
0: and so I'm wondering, like, does that, this, because
1: most of the movies we've covered are not good.
0: Wait, well, that's what I'm saying. Does this movie speak enough for itself, or is this uh, a little bit of a tip that maybe, uh, in uh, against Megan's uh, opinion, critics might not have agreed that this was a great? Yeah. Scene.
1: It, should we watch the trailer and see? Maybe if that tips us off to what we think. Yes. Okay. Let's. You please set the trailer. exhibition fight but this is us against them bravo is the most perfectly trained athlete ever he could have stopped the fight he could have saved his best friend's life but now the one thing he can't do is walk away he's had one professional fight and one man is dead why can't you change your thinking he's a fighter
2: you can't win
1: i must break you
2: Rocky four. I'm so pumped to see this movie.
1: I like the gloves exploding <laughs> into the title.
0: It's <laughs> great. I'm like, Wait, did that happen in the fight? Okay, uh, pretty fun trailer. I'm surprised at the giveaway that they give away that Apollo dies. I mean, I guess that's the premise of the movie. But like, considering I would assume he was like a big character in the first three movies, so that's like interesting that they give it away in the trailer. Uh, Megan, you nailed uh, the movie. Every beat of the trailer, she was on top of the stairs when they had the argument. Uh, (laughs) You really got everything right. There was a lot of uh, booty shorts. Uh, I
2: forgot the I must break you line. That's a big one. That
0: is a really good line. Um, It's embarrassing
1: that you didn't say that. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Okay. So what, okay, before we get into what we're going to rank the movie, Megan, what are your rankings of the three main men? in this movie.
2: Oh, I don't want to rank Sylvester them. Stallone, all they all have different assets.
1: Dolph Lundgren and why am I forgetting Apollo, Apollo Creed. Creed's real name? Oh, Carl, Carl Weathers. Weathers. Carl Weathers. Maybe you got a stew going. Yeah.
2: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't want to I don't want to rank them. Yeah, but you have to. No, it's not fair. They're they're well, okay. Should I go
1: first? <laughs> I would give Sylvester Stallone in this movie an 8. I think he's hotter in Demolition Man.
2: But I will he, give. Is he shirtless in Demolition Man? He I is shirtless
1: TV. and pantsless, under ball. I will give Dolph Lundgren a nine. He's not
2: really. And I'm going to
1: give Apollo Creed a seven. I think he's a little cool in this movie.
2: He's so cool
1: because he's dead.
2: No, that's mean.
1: <laughs>
2: <laughs> uh. Um.
0: All right, fine. We won't. We won't make you rank them.
2: Uh... <laughs> I love them all. I mean, Rocky. Can't rank uh, your babies. So, yeah. So <laughs> Sylvester Stallone is close to my heart with um, Patrick Swayze. I was. I was crazy for Swayze too. So if you ever have any Patrick Swayze movies you want to do, we, see,
0: we seem like we're veering towards Ghost because Dan brings it up in every episode. <laughs> if I
1: ever get around to seeing the second half of Ghost. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Well, I think the fact that you've only seen the first half is perfect for a partial recall because even if you recalled it perfectly, you could only partially recall the movie.
1: Right, the second half of this movie, I think Richard Gere hires a prostitute. Um, what do you think you're going to rate the movie? Twelve out of ten. Okay.
2: Just watching the Megan,
0: <laughs> just Megan has shattered the scale.
1: <laughs> Continuing on the thread I'm of numbers sure. not meaning anything, Megan is going to give this movie After a 12 After watching out of 10.
2: the trailer, I'm even more excited to watch the movie again.
1: I will say the trailer also got me pretty excited to watch the movie. I'm going to give it my traditional 9 out of 10.
0: Okay. My <laughs> I prediction. knew you would give it a 9. Um, oh, boy. I'm, like, scared now. Uh, I have a feeling... Isha doesn't like corny movies that are great. It's
1: not corny. <laughs> He's a snob.
0: Isha's a snob. So actually I'm gonna I'm gonna flip this. I think it'll be very corny. But I, I also think I might enjoy its corniness. Uh because I think it I think something like Demolition Man, I couldn't figure out the line of like where it wanted to be and, and where it was supposed to be executed. Whereas like so the
1: line was um in eight. Yeah
0: i think this one i think is unapologetic meaning i think i think uh sebastian is is going for like he's swinging for the fences with like the heartstrings tugging with like apollo dying and his wife being like you can't win and like he overcomes it all so like i think he's really like going for that and i think there's like an earnestness that i might read as kind of goofy i'm sorry (laughs) Megan, but i think i might enjoy that so i'm gonna give it a seven I'm gonna give it a seven. Um,
2: Maybe I just like junk food. Maybe that's what this is about. I just I'm a snacker, and I love this. Is like there's a
0: lot of snacks in this movie.
2: Yeah. The other thing is that... cut to commercial.
0: (laughs) (laughs) My last last question: Do you you think the towel he was holding to throw to throw in was the same towel Sandra
1: Bullock in? <laughs> That's a joke oh. for two people.
2: <laughs>
1: uh, uh, right. Yeah, I don't think that that towel was quite so crusty as it would have been.
2: It doesn't seem like he um, even used it in that movie.
0: Right, well, he wanted to. I like how Apollo in the trailer was like on the verge of death. He's like, "Don't," Professor Solon didn't. Uh, that yeah. it, well, that like that that hits you in the heartstrings, right? Because he could have.
2: It really does. He
0: should have, but he, he should have.
2: Mm-hmm. All right.
0: Well, let's go watch it. Uh, we'll see whose score is most accurate. Maybe it is a 12 out of 10 and we'll have to introduce a new bar system afterwards.
2: Yeah, watch it with your wife. Tell me what oh, she yeah. thinks.
0: Uh, are your kids going to watch? My kids are not going to watch.
2: Your daughter is probably older than I was when I saw it. Well, we've talked
0: right? about this in previous episodes where I've missed the window uh to introduce them to like this kind of thing. So it's like how to veer her into that. And I'm not sure this is quite the one to do it um
2: just show her the beach scene to start this is how the movie starts after he's, he's like already he's gone. like no,
1: that's the bad part <laughs> yeah. uh,
0: all right well i'm gonna watch uh, it with my wife you're obviously gonna watch it with your wife slash husband uh and we will <laughs> come back and uh discuss it soon
2: You guys usually start by saying what you got right and what you know we wrong.
1: recount the plot we, recount. Oh. we start by recounting the plot so do you, Disha, do you want to recount the, yeah because <laughs> if your viewers didn't watch the movie oh okay
0: yeah i mean i I've will recount back. the plot even though megan recounted the plot to Let's near, see
1: if you can do it as well as megan. near
0: perfect detail <laughs> um i'll try to go uh quicker and broader because megan really nailed it but yeah so the movie starts and rocky Please
1: focus and... on the things she got wrong
0: okay so she didn't remember that the movie opens with his fight against mr t from the third movie um and that then... is how all
1: rocky movies subsequent to the first one open they... so the second movie opens with the fight from the end of the first got it etc cetera, et cetera. so that's a holdover
0: okay so he has the fight with mr t he's victorious. And to celebrate, he goes and spars with Apollo with like no sparring equipment. They just like beat the crap out of each other and then like hug a lot. Uh, (laughs) And then uh, fast forward to um, he's uh, like, they're both like fat cats, right? So like Apollo's in a pool he has like a TV poolside. It's like obviously a very old TV. It's like funny because it's supposed to be like the height of luxury, but like you watch it now and you're like, that's funny. Like that's the height of luxury.
1: How badly did you want, like a tv side like a poolside tv or like a bathroom tv yeah like when you were a kid where did you most want to have an extra tv
2: you would have wanted a pool like no no but first... okay right sorry yeah
1: it could be it could be <laughs> but i'm saying like
2: i have a pool to have a poolside tv Dan. correct
1: we're skipping that question it's just like i feel like <laughs> as a kid wanting to have a tv in blank was a thing i think bathroom did hotels used to have uh tvs and bathrooms I don't know, but I definitely was a bathroom TV kid. I Because, like, I got really tired of, like, reading the shampoo bottles in the bathroom.
2: I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to stop you there, because I think that...
1: <laughs> good, good move.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I think that my... Uh, so I got this wrong. There are some things that I got that I got right, there are some things that I got wrong, and there's one glaring error I made that kept me up at night. But I did get the beginning wrong uh, in this case, because it, like you said, it starts the way that you said, Yishai. But there are two scenes that are divided in two where Apollo watches the TV and catches, you know, that's where he learns about Drago. And then he goes to Rocky's house and then they're, they're talking at the table. I think in my mind I just combined those two scenes into one thing. So I think my telling was a punch-up of the
1: if, script. If, you didn't except actually the movie would those have been, two scenes. The movie would have been even shorter if those two scenes were separate. right? Mm-hmm. Um, I also... The, I actually think the important part that's different from your recollection, because you amalgamated two scenes, that it's not functionally different. The main functional difference is Yvonne Drago, for his first professional fight, challenged Rocky Balboa. Yes, yeah, I
2: totally that forgot that. That is the biggest change,
0: right? So he, right? So he challenges Rocky. And then at first, I think Apollo is like, you should take the fight. And Rocky's like, Mm -hmm. no, he didn't say that? No, no, no. Apollo,
1: Rocky, it doesn't seem like Rocky's going to take the Well, That's what
0: I'm saying. Like, Rocky didn't. Apollo
1: is like, I should fight him. I think Apollo the whole time wants to fight
0: him. Oh, I thought, but he went there like this guy challenged you. Wasn't it like the opening game? Yeah, and I'm going to fight him. This is important. right.
1: I think the other element that you missed, and I think it makes sense that you missed it because you saw this movie as a kid. Is that Apollo's whole motivating thing is like he doesn't want to be old.
0: Yeah, he's really. He doesn't
1: want to be past his he's prime. A warrior. He yeah. wants to still be like like he was when he was the best.
0: So I don't remember the first movies well. Was Apollo like this cartoonishly exaggerated? Like like so over-the-top, like, I'm... The, I know, like, in the beginning, right, he was like, I'm the most awesome person in the world, like, and that's what like, Rocky challenged him, and that was, like, the thing, but, like, that, like, 10-minute, like, dancing scene to James Brown when he came out was,
1: like, the best.
2: <laughs> no, he has always been this big into America because in Rocky, the first Rocky, um, he... I, the, I think the original match that he had planned to do for the heavyweight championship fell through, and so he decided to offer up that match to just uh, an unknown person so that he could um show that america is the land of opportunity and anyone has a chance oh interesting he just, picked, he just picked rocky randomly because he liked his name the italian stallion and he thought it would be like a cool uh fight so That's so funny. there's an america america loving tie even in the original the other thing I got wrong was that I thought that Ivan Drago was like known. He had this reputation for knocking people out, and he didn't have a reputation at all because that was fighting Apollo was his first fight.
0: Well, he he was well. They said no. You, you were right because they the the guy the Russian guy was like he's like undefeated. He's never you know he's never been beaten, and now we want to come here and like show his show his thing.
1: I think the the movie also makes clear that. Going the distance with Drago is a big accomplishment on its own. Like the movie shows up, even if it doesn't say it explicitly.
0: Well, let's get, let's get there. Okay. So, so he shows up. Um, well, first he calls Rocky and then Rocky takes the call on the robot. Right? He's like, I'm coming over there. Uh, he calls Rocky cause he sees the press conference. Um, the maid is like, I should backtrack, I guess. Right. Cause Rocky comes home after fighting Apollo that's like the, the opening scene is like they, they do the late fight. for Polly's birthday. He's late for Polly's birthday. He has a black eye. He's wearing a silly hat. His son's like, where'd you get the hat? And he's like, my friend gave it to me. He's like, where'd you get the black eye?" He's like the same friend gave it to me. Remember you when you said you were going to do
1: this faster.
0: Okay, fine. So, so uh, he gets Polly this robot for his birthday. It's very, uh, you guys described it pretty well. It's, it's pretty ridiculous. It's a like robot Butler. Um, then Apollo calls Rocky. Rocky's in the pool he's like I'll go in and take the call and then his son's like you could take it on the robot so he answers the phone on the robot Apollo's like I'm coming over which also again was just like obviously that scene was just a show that he could take the the call on the robot because Apollo could have just showed up but I digress Um, Apollo Apollo comes and then he gives this really impassioned speech about like how they need to like both show that like America's great, but also like that he's still got it, right? Rocky's like, "You're old. You haven't fought in five years." He's like, "Come on, I'm in the best shape of my life." And you could really tell that like Apollo um, can't. It's it, it it is like a a a pretty good depiction of like how athletes you know have a very short shelf life, and then they a lot of them really struggle with what to do afterwards. Um, Apollo is a very prime example of that. He won't. Uh, I I feel this
1: way as a non athlete. So,
0: like I just feel this way. Like right, I don't you've like, peaked, and like right. you you yeah. you've peaked in your thirties, and now you you're scared of the future, and you want to fight giant Russian people. Uh, no,
1: I can still drink until three in the morning. You yeah, know, I fall asleep at ten thirty on <laughs> New Year's Eve. <laughs> um.
0: So Rocky like is like reluctantly like all right, you know, on the condition that like this is your last fight, and then we have to like really look forward right um so they you know fast forward to the fight in the fight like while they're waiting for the fight rocky's like i think we should postpone this for two weeks i'm like what are like the logistics of this like james brown is waiting out there like, <laughs> uh, and so they don't postpone the fight uh, uh uh apollo comes out to like an insane dance sequence um uh where he um does like he comes down from like the sky and James Brown's performing. There's a bunch of people on stage with him. Apollo does a very awesome, perfectly. Yeah. He sang the song perfectly. It's a great song. Um, but Apollo is like really hamming it up. Like mm-hmm. to the point like I think obviously that's like intentional, right? Like the the build well, him up to knock him down.
1: It's also it's also very realistic. Boxing personalities are very big.
0: Yeah. But he is like, like I actually huge. have in my notes
1: that the 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 boxing press conferences are like yes. very on point. Very on point. And also, at the end of the press conference, where he's like acting all offended by Ivan Drago, and then all that, like he goes out with Rocky, and he's like, "That was pretty good, right?" Like he's clearly yeah. doing. He's in character. He is playing it up. Yeah, like he is a showman, and he knows it. Uh, I think that's very intentional. I think that's all really good.
0: It is good. I I I, w- I did start getting slightly uncomfortable, like how big he was going, because I, I knew he was going to die, uh, and he was like really big, and he's like I'm the man, I think,
1: like the cop, like oh I have one day until retirement, like <laughs> yeah, he just keeps saying like I just hope I make it through my last day before I get to retire, like uh, yeah, know?
0: or he's like I I just hope I make it go- down this last run on the mountain before I, you know, my- oh, correct. Yeah. he's
1: just very yes, he's very clearly setting up that something bad is going to happen, yeah.
0: So he gets in the ring, he he's pretty quick in the beginning he gets a few punches in and then he just gets his ass completely kicked and everyone's screaming throw in the towel then like on the verge of death he like makes eye contact with rocky he's like no and then dies a second later like bad bad judgment on his part um uh, there's a cut to the funeral well actually cut to the fact that rocky's like get me a doctor and all the reporters make a a circle to watch apollo die so no doctor can get through well
1: important important clarification in the first half of this episode we wonder if maybe rocky would say is there a person with a needle in the house yes. he does say is there a doctor so he,
0: yeah but there yeah. should He's be right there should be a doctor like it's it's a boxing match yeah. there should be doctors anyway, there now you're
1: being very nitpicky
0: fine so so the do- he can't get the doctor cuts to the funeral rocky gives like a speech like apollo oh, i'm going to miss you you are the best of us great
1: sunglasses
0: great sunglasses um and then immediately accepts a fight he uh, just cuts to like a press conference where he's like, I'm fighting Drago. It's going to be December 25th. It's going to be in Russia. They go to his house. His wife is like, I don't know what you're talking about. So he just like does this, makes a the decision. They have that argument.
1: And they in that question. God, you're so bad at this. What? The they in that, the press show up at Rocky's house and are asking Rocky's wife. Well, who else could I have meant? From they? You the Russians? The, NSA, the um, NSA is there. Yeah, uh, the... <laughs>
0: <laughs> the press show up. They're like, uh, Adrian, you know, are you going to Russia? And she's like, I don't know what you're talking about. So Rocky comes home. They have this argument on top of the stairs where he's like, I have to do this. And she's like, You can't win. And then he he goes he storms off essentially. Polly goes with him. Uh, at some point you find out that Polly's uh robot turns into like a nagging wife while they're like packing up to go. Rocky gives a speech to his son, um, gets on a plane, uh with That was the other big miss.
2: That was my glaring error that glaring I glaring error. That I'm really embarrassed about. So he made he has that that, you know The speech to his the son. The speech to his but son. But it It's
1: not the speech you wrote in your notebook.
2: No, it's not the quote. So here's so the quote that I said, um it's not I how said hard it like three times, three or four times. Um, that quote is actually from Rocky Balboa, the sixth movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Which came out in 2006. Yeah. I was not in high school in 2006. So one of, there are one of two things that, that happened here. Either, either, I just misremembered the quote and the quote that I had in my notebook was actually the one from this movie. Let me find it. Um, Let me just check my notes. He says, um, going in one more round when you don't think you can, that's what makes all the difference in your life. That is what he says to his son there. Yeah. So either I had that quote written in my high school notebook, which is probably the case, or more embarrassingly, I had the Rocky Balboa quote written in my college notebook.
1: <laughs> or even more embarrassingly, <laughs> in your notebook at your first job. I like to imagine you walking into a work meeting, like I that's
2: that's that's the funny thing about this is like you how your memory works. Like I I obviously just like combined movies
0: but can i introduce a fourth theory you know how rocky had a picture of you and was like this is the person i'm making the movie for maybe he (laughs) found your notebook where you wrote this quote pre-2006 and then you put it in rocky balboa
1: because he stole it
0: from he needed to keep making movies for megan so he's like dispatch people to steal your high school notebook and then he put it into rocky balboa
2: They're thematically the same though, right? They're yeah. about like being an underdog and like just just taking it and just keep going. Never
0: giving yeah. up. And then I can really fast forward the rest of the plot because it's like 45 minutes of training montages and then it's the last fight with Drago. Um, you were right. You Adrian were right. shows up. Adrian shows up. Um can I, I'm going to break the whatever. I'll get into it afterwards. Fine. Adrian shows up, she forgives him. Unclear what she needs to forgive him for. Um and then he has a fight with Drago. The whole thing, I guess, this is Rocky's whole thing. He's just like a human punching bag. Like,
1: yeah, that's can, Rocky's <laughs> whole thing. That's Rocky's like, whole thing.
0: He just like gets his ass completely kicked for so many rounds. Like, the amount of punches he takes are probably like one million times the amount of punches it takes to kill Apollo. um And he just like is just standing there, and, <laughs> and then like eventually he gets some punches in on Drago. They come to a draw. Rocky gives his passion speech where he's like. I didn't like you and you didn't like me and I didn't think that was cool. But then he started cheering my name and if I could change and you could change, we all can change. Everyone stands up, including like the Russian leaders and applauds him. Um, and that's like the end of the movie. Like there's not like, it literally just like ends like in the ring. Like
1: there's- also That's how all Rocky movies. End. Yeah. So that's like the movies, they They end on the fight in the ring. And, and then, then the they next movie yeah. starts in that ring, like. 3 minutes earlier than the ending
0: Okay, so that's the exactly. movie. It is very
1: Right. What'd you get well, wrong? Megan and Megan and I both thought that maybe ended in a draw and the whole thing was like everyone's great and we all respect oh, right. each other now. And he does you not come back. Right, he wins the fight.
0: Right. Um uh, yeah, in the last in the la- in the 16th round, he comes out and he's like hit me and then Drago hits him like 10 times and Rocky doesn't even try. And Drago is like so flustered by this because Rocky can take one unlimited punches, um, and then uh, Rocky takes his 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 chance and and knocks him out. It is really funny watching them fight because like Rocky literally has to like jump to, to hit him in the face. Like it's like Mike Tyson's punch out. Um, yes, he looks
1: like a little back from Punch Out. Yeah, <laughs> um,
0: but he he knocks yeah. him out, and then uh, Drago like can't get up, and then. Um, and yeah, so that's the other thing i will just say. At a certain point, like everyone starts cheering for him, even though it's in Russia. And as mm-hmm. they like, as Megan said, sang the national anthem, they lifted a photo of Drago. I'm like, this is like disrespectful to the country, right? Like,
1: this is a national no, anthem. It wouldn't be. That would be respectful to the country. No, it should be a picture you of like Gorbachev, like.
0: not no. Drago.
1: If you were trying to pick which person would be a better image of Russia,
0: right? I Gorbachev guess, uh, or. <laughs> Fine.
1: Or Yvonne Drago You would pick Yvonne Drago even though He is not actually from Russia
0: Fine. There's one more plot point I want to point out And then we can kind of segue into the critiques Where like at some point someone suggests That Drago is like on steroids And the only time that comes up Is one scene in a montage Where you see someone fill a needle and stick it in him And I'm like Because they're like, no, he's not. He's like all natural, and then like it's never addressed again. There's never like any like doping scandal. You
1: want the movie to be about like I don't know, like an investigation into doping in boxing. The point of that movie, the point of that is, I think that the the theme of the movie that we don't touch on, though, you do a little bit, call him like like a monster. He's just made for one thing. It is also a Frankenstein story. Like he is Frankenstein. He barely talks. Yeah. Right. He is like a Superman, right? He, they, they talk about how he's been like technologically engineered to be more perfect than any human and he'll kill everyone. And he's scary. And they shoot him like Frankenstein in the movie. Like he's always yeah. really dramatically lit on his extremely angular face. Um, and so, so the idea of the steroids, it's like, that's just part of like how you would make a Superman. And yeah, it's no, kind of like the, it's like the Babe Ruth first Barry Bonds thing where it's like, is Barry Bonds a better baseball player than Babe Ruth? He had to cheat to do it. Right. So is Ivan Drago, a better boxer than Rocky? He had to cheat to do it. And also, he lost.
0: Right. It's not that I wanted them to, like, investigate. I just thought it was, like, kind of tacked on because they're doing so much to show, like, all this, like, extensive training he's doing and they refute the claim that he is taking steroids. And then they, like, just show it as, like, a, a, a clip
1: of a montage. And, like... Well, so, hold on. I, I think I, that does not refute the claim that you're doing steroids. Like, the, the thing with steroids is if you've ever... Taken steroids. I haven't. Which I have as part of like medical recovery. Sure. You don't become muscular. You get more energy and you have a bigger appetite. Okay. You become muscular from training. The steroids give you the ability to recover faster and train more. It's not like, oh, training means you didn't do steroids. All right. That's fine. I, get, I, I hear what you're saying. You it just,
0: steroids it steroids. just felt like a weird half measure. Like, either there could have been, like, a bigger scene of him doing it, not make like a big deal yeah. of it, but just, like, to show he was, like, full-on juicing. Or just to show that he was, like, just training really hard. And to show it, like, in that split second, I was a little thrown off by that. But I digress. All right. So that's Rocky IV. Um I'm going to put it to you guys. First of all, Megan, I didn't – I'm not sure I asked you in the first half of the episode – when was the last? Le- when was the most recent time you have seen this uh, before now?
2: I think it was like five years ago, so maybe mm-hmm. six years ago. So yeah, it's been it a while. G- early, yeah, early on in our in our dating, because yeah, I think you hadn't seen it. In you a think really we watched it in twenty seventeen then? Yeah, and I was like, you made me watch Star Wars. I made you watch my favorite series of movies. Yes,
1: I made you watch Star Wars, <laughs> Wars Episode Four. You made me watch Rocky <laughs> Episode Four. <laughs> uh A perfect.
0: So how did, how did it uh, resonate with you this time around?
2: Okay. So I believe that my last rating before the re was a 12 out of 10. Yeah. It's still a 12 out of okay. 10 for me. But the, I did – like as I was – after I initially finished watching it, I docked it a little bit, like a half a point. It was like 11 and a half um, because there was – the thing that kept sticking out to me is the fact that like his motive Rocky's motivation for fighting Drago I felt like wasn't consistent with his character okay um like I I couldn't figure out why in the earlier movies he there is much about like how much he loves Adrian as the first movie
1: is definitely about that yeah and like
2: in the very beginning in Rocky he doesn't even really care about boxing that much. Like he's just innately good at it, but it's not what drives him. He's right.
1: also really dumb. He, in yeah. The, in the first two movies. Yeah,
2: but he like he does that fight more of just like, yeah, I want to see if I can do it so I can make something of myself for this woman. He also who needs I love. to make money.
1: He was poor yeah, in the first movie. Right.
2: But for so he could he could make something of himself for the woman that he loves and he will make money from that, right? But then in this movie, he totally contradicts that by like, I'm gonna avenge my friend's death. When I thought more about it, I was, I was thinking that um, it could be a way of like him doing this fight could be a way of processing grief. Yeah. So like after the funeral, he goes and he goes into Russia and he just spends that time by himself training. And it could just be a way that like he needed that time to, he felt so guilty about what happened and he felt like it was his fault. And this was his way of writing that wrong where the wrong wasn't, what drago did or like russia the wrong was like i let my friend down and i want to beat myself up for it and so when i thought about it that way i was like 12 out of 10 wait 13 <laughs> out of 10. like yeah. this movie is so great and the other thing is that um i think so we can get into this too about critical reviews because roger ebert ebert loved the original rocky he gave it four out of four stars and he did not like this one he gave it two out of four um i think that when i saw this movie though the point that i saw it just because of when it came out. I would have seen Rocky IV before I saw Rocky. Right. And so this movie like by by the time that I was seeing it the first my first introduction to this character, it wasn't old and tired or redone at that point. It was like my first experience of it. And so it's
1: like your first experience of Ewoks
2: and and Star Wars in general.
1: When I showed Megan the Star Wars movies, bringing it back to that when we watched Return of the Jedi, she thought that the Ewoks were rip-offs of an old movie she had seen as a kid, Ewok Adventures. <laughs> she was like, I can't believe George Lucas ripped off Ewok Adventures. <laughs> and that is because Megan had seen Ewok Adventures and never seen Star Wars. I <laughs> That's also very funny. funny.
2: Balls as a kid before I ever saw Star Wars, and you're like Darth
1: Vader. What a ripoff of Darth Helmet?
2: <laughs> I know, but that's like a really funny thing. That like this when you see movies about, totally matters. Yeah, it's a funny thing about this podcast is like when you're a kid and you're watching movies, you don't have any control over the order with which you're exposed to things, and so like things resonate with you or create a tone for you that you you better your community like your family around you. Um, is kind of responsible for setting you up yeah. <laughs> in that way. I,
1: I think you're spot on with the grief thing because you can, you can see Rocky, like it cuts directly from the funeral to the press conference where Rocky is accepting the fight and he like barely talks. He is clearly sort of despondent, but I'm now curious what Yishai's review of this movie is. Well, hold
0: on. I want it. You haven't given your review yet. I'm giving
1: am I'm, I'm
0: You're sticking on, with your nine.
1: I'm sticking with eight out of 10. Eight out of 10. So I, I said eight in the first half. I'm staying eight now. My problems with this movie are mostly to do with how slight it is. Yeah, And I do think it does suffer a little bit from my having seen all of the Rocky movies where like, like I was saying, like there is a formula to Rocky movies. They open with the previous fight. They have a challenge. They have a montage. They have another montage. Like the movie is extremely slight. If you cut. The five minute James Brown song, which I don't know why you would, but if you did, the movie wouldn't even be 90 minutes long. Like there's a lot of padding in a movie that doesn't have very much in it, but it still really works for me. So I don't care that much, which is why I'm still at an eight out of 10. Because even though I find it padded, I don't mind. Right. Yeah. I mean, I'm torn. I'm very torn about
0: this because. I gave it a seven, right? And uh, i I enjoyed watching it.
1: Four. I gave Over it a, four. I gave
0: it a. So wait, wait, you gave it a seven, gave it a seven in seven. the first half. Yeah. Okay. Huh.
1: You haven't given it your rating. I haven't yet given now. it a rating yet because I'm I'm
0: really going back and forth because or well, because you're you don't want my wife to jump through the camera <laughs> and beat you up. That is partly that is partly what's happening here, but really I'm trying to figure out like exactly what uh, Sylvester Stallone was going for and like if he like i think there's like a a, a a winkiness and i think i said hokiness in the first half of this episode which i i think is very much there and i'm trying to figure out if he's in on that or if he thinks this is like as like serious oscar worthy as rocky
1: 1 no he's 100% in on it if you think he he can tell that these movies are different very much because he wrote and directed Rocky 1. Like it's well, he didn't not... direct
0: Rocky 1. I, I looked that up. He wrote, he Rocky, wrote One. Rocky 1. Yeah.
1: So so uh, he 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 knew the difference between the movies that he was making here. Yeah. Like, the movie is not trying to be that. Movie. So the movie,
0: right. Because the movie basically strips away any nuance and it's almost entirely big speeches or training montages or fights. That's like literally the entire movie. Like mm-hmm. there's nothing else. And it's just the good parts. It's, right. It's, but again, I think, like, if you're coming into it with, like, expectations that it's going to be, like, this, like, like, greatly constructed or, like, insightful movie, then I think you're, like, why is there another montage or, like, another 80s song blasting over this? And why is there just another? Because, like, every conversation is literally, like, there's, like, the Apollo and Rocky conversation, and then there's the Rocky and his wife. And then Rocky and his son, and they get to Russia, and it's Rocky and Apollo's trainer, and and those are like every conversation is basically like that. So I think it's a it's a bit silly that like it's only that stuff. But and I also think the first half hour is not great, and I was like, oh no. And then I think, and then I think, I think once he goes to Russia, it gets better. So I would, I don't know, I'll say between a six and seven because I really it's fun and I enjoyed watching it, but I also was like. This is like, she's radiating anger. I can I feel the heat coming off of Megan. No, she I is going to. So here, okay. It, but it, it's, <laughs> it is, it's, it's a fun movie. It's certainly a fun movie. Here's my, uh, a couple of, of big questions I had about it, despite the trappings of what, of what he was going for. Why is, like, why does nobody blame Rocky at all for Apollo dying? Everyone's like throwing the towel and they were screaming it during the match. And then Rocky doesn't. And then there's no like, that should be. I think the important thing
1: is that Rocky blames Rocky. I know, but like, it a... doesn't matter if anyone else.
0: Well, it's, I think there's a lot of conflict that could be explored there. It would just add some depth to it because like immediately it's just like uh, the uh, Paulie and, and the trainer who was like Apollo's like trainer from like earlier movies. Right. Like, are just like, we're with you Rocky. And I'm like, they shouldn't be, like,
1: they should be pissed at him. Right. Like, what? No, because I think they also understand that you don't like. Apollo told him not to throw in the towel. Like I think, I think the trainers specifically would understand.
0: I guess I thought know,
1: like I thought I find that kind of thing. Like that's almost like the rom-com trope of like the two people fall in love, but the reason they fell in love is some lie that like when the man reveals it, then they don't talk for the second act, and it's like well, that part's boring. Just get past this. I this is a stupid fight. I don't care about it. I think that that's how I would feel about that plot line is like, yeah, I, I don't care about Rocky and the trainer being upset at each other over whether he should have thrown in the towel for Apollo. All right. Personally.
0: That's fair. Because
1: I, I think you can see that Rocky is upset about
0: them. Okay. That's fair. I'll accept that. I can that. see
1: maybe you could add a thing about Apollo's wife. Apollo's wife's kind of a non-character yes. in this. Right. Which like, is, is sort of unfair to her.
0: Yeah. She should have slapped him in the face at the funeral. The... And that,
1: I mean that, that would have like made Jones. it. That would have made it another thing that he felt, right? Yeah. Like you could you could have internalized that. I, I hear and that. then he could have been
0: like, "That stung more than any punch I've ever taken." Right? Great line. Boom. The thing is, he Twelve out of ten.
1: You know it, like you yeah. know he feels it. And I actually think that that comes through in his performance. I think he's really good in this movie. So, extremely hot. I have to revise my rankings. Oop. Every man in this movie is a ten out of ten. Yeah, they are. You
2: said that. Pauly ten out of ten. <laughs> Yeah. And uh also the the uh athletic wear was oh, just like those boss awesome. sweatshirts oh like yeah those wear. and
0: they were red white and blue that was really great
1: yeah. Yeah. um okay, rockies fits in this movie chef emoji kiss emoji drip emoji drip emoji drip
0: emoji. i like how he, his entire training montage in russia was wearing like that very like impractical coat <laughs> Let it, it was just like a leather coat with like fur trimming and like it looks cool. And like that's maybe what you'd wear like to get off the plane in Russia. But then you just got to get a parka, man. Whatever. <laughs> I digress. My other real issue with the movie is that, and it annoys me that like Sylvester Sloan is the one that wrote this, is like he's wrong and Adrian is right. And then it's put on her to like come and be like, I forgive you. No. Like Rocky is being uh, irrational and he's foregoing his familial obligations and And deciding to just fly to Russia without consulting with his wife. Just to like get like do like this revenge tour. And his wife is right to be like your friend just died. And I don't want you to die. And this is stupid. And he just ignores her and walks away. And then literally never turns back. And then she shows up like two months later. She's like I couldn't stay away anymore. And I'm like no. He should ask her forgiveness.
1: I, I think him being irrational doesn't make him bad. And I think his grief is – I think the grief angle is real. Like I think it's, yeah, it's you okay could still for him be, to feel like – You
0: could still be a dick when you're grieving. It doesn't make it right to be a dick. <laughs> and I think ultimately it's on the grieving person to realize like I was grieving to and apologize. I was – Yeah, like I know I was mm-hmm. grieving but I still treated you badly and you didn't deserve that because you're not the source of my grief. Like I think that's – I'm saying like I'm not a therapist but – that, that, but it's
1: also on the other person to to give you room to grieve, right? Like I don't know, I don't know.
0: It felt a little uh, unfair to the Adrian character that she had it's to. Funny just... Like
1: behind you with a knife, <laughs> like you will defend the white character.
0: I just thought it was. I just thought it was. I don't know. I, I didn't think it was. I think he could have. He could have come to some of that stuff on his own, um, a little more. That's fair.
1: I, mean, I, I think. Right? Am I? I mean, you're. you're come on. <laughs>
2: I hear what you're saying, and I get. Megan's like Daniel gives me
1: space to kill all of my (laughs) enemies.
2: Can I? So I printed out like I can I read a couple of lines from uh, Roger Ebert's reviews of Rocky Four versus Rocky Mm -hmm. because again, going back to what I said, he loved Rocky, and he did not was not a fan of Rocky Four. So I just want to read you like a couple of lines. So it starts with. the Rocky series is finally losing its legs. It's been a long run, one hit movie after another, but Rocky 4 is a last gasp, a film so predictable that viewing it is like watching one of those old sitcoms where the characters never change and the same situations turn up again and again. So,
1: so that wouldn't have applied to you. It wouldn't have applied to right. me. Right. So if it it had was had first time.
2: exposure to it, so I'm discounting that. It <laughs> is also
1: wrong because I think Rocky 4 is definitely better than Rocky 3.
2: Yes, yes.
0: No comment. I don't. I don't know. I
1: don't
2: know. <laughs> this line made me laugh because it it also gets to like all of the montages. Um, so comparing it to the first movie, even the colorful dialogue is missing this time, replaced with endless unnecessary songs on the soundtrack. Half the time, we seem to be watching MTV.
0: Yeah, I mean, uh, the music is turned up so loud, <laughs> and the montages, the montages are. are the, the first montage when he's driving, I actually think is really effective as someone who didn't remember Rocky 1, 2, or 3 because it basically recaps all three of those movies.
1: Yes. Is, in my note here, it is a victory lap for the Rocky series and also an emotional centerpiece for this movie. Yeah,
0: I mean, was it was very helpful. Time. The scenes I think are less helpful are where him and Apollo are hugging and jumping up and down in the ocean. Like, they showed <laughs> that like four like, times. songs are
2: so good. I'm completely waving off that feedback too. Um, last thing from the Rocky IV review, Drago makes more of a James Bond villain than a Rocky-style character. He's tall, blonde, taciturn, and hateful. He lets his wife, Bridget Nielsen, do almost all of the talking on his behalf, and yet, interest- interestingly, he and his wife do not have a single intimate scene together. Their most personal moments seem to occur at press, co- press conferences. Why couldn't, A, Drago do his own talking, or B, Drago not require a wife in the movie? Could the answer be that Bridget Nielsen is Stallone's girlfriend? So
1: yes,
0: so that, that is the answer. that is the answer. Okay, so two things. Number one, I actually accept uh, Dan's like Frankenstein point about it, but number two, that is the answer because in the director's cut, which we can get to. So remember when I said the, the original cut is ninety-one minutes, the director's cut is ninety-three minutes. And I was joking. Like, to they add two more minutes in the montage? The director's cut is actually thirty-eight minutes different. Like he cut out yeah, a ton. Good. So. Yeah. He cut out all of her scenes. So it's very obvious that he yeah. put her in the movie because they were married. And then
1: in so the cold light of day, notes. he realized he shouldn't have. I
2: wrote, I wrote in my notes, wow, that was a low blow. <laughs> there's,
1: there's actually, there's actually a, a, a fair amount of personal life stuff in this movie, which I think is really interesting. So Sylvester Stallone is going through a divorce at this time. He has two kids. His younger son is autistic. Um, that is the reason there is a robot in this movie, because that robot was for his autistic son, which is really interesting. And it was like, oh, if we have the robot in the movie, then the robot will be on set. And then that makes it easier for my son to be here while we're going through this divorce. And Bridget Nielsen is in the movie because he wants that family unit together during the production of the movie. Interesting. So it's like it's it's something you can sympathize with. The other thing I thought was really funny, the robot is fully cut out of the, cut out of the director's cut. Yeah. So I, I saw this great quote because the robot uh, is actually in SAG. Yeah. Uh, in the screen actually, did you see this quote? Um, they asked the robot's creator, uh, Robert Dornick, uh, how he felt about being cut out of the director's cut. He says, I was in my office when I found out. Um, I was deluged with messages. How can someone do that? But I know why he's doing it because I know he loves the robot. By causing turmoil among the fans of Seiko, it generates more publicity. This is the important part. And by removing the robot from the movie, it saves money in royalty fees because he's a member of the Screen Actors Guild. Seiko receives checks all the time, and, of course, he sends them over to me. <laughs> <laughs> Which is awesome. Like,
2: so, Can I go back to my – Sorry. <laughs> I wanted to do the side-by-side because side I wanted to make a point okay. that Ebert loved keep going. the first movie so much. That he, I think there was a personal vendetta here. Because what I wanted to say was that he, in his first review of Rocky, he compared Sylvester Stallone to Marlon Brando. Like, he loved him so much. He, he uh, yeah, he says, um, and yet in Rocky, he provides shivers of recognition, reaching back to a streetcar named Desire. He's tough. He's tender. He talks in a growl and hides behind cruelty and is a champion at, at heart. I could have been a contender, Brando says in On the Waterfront. This movie takes up from there. So anyway, I <laughs> what I'm taking from this is that Ebert is basically like he's doing the 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 parent thing where he's like, You I'm not mad, I'm just disappointed in this movie. <laughs> like you could have done so much with your acting ability, and like you could have like parlayed this Oscar winning performance into you know all these awesome things, and yet you're doing made you're doing this. It's like, yeah, you joke. could have made
1: the island of Dr. Moreau. <laughs> <laughs> well,
0: but you can see it right. But I again, if if you were so enamored as many people were with the original Rocky, you could argue that like he just took like it, This is like the 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 you know the crack versus the <laughs> cocaine of my previous episodes where like he took the the most quote unquote like memorable parts, as in like like the the parts that like were like famous, like the montages and and like these like big fight scenes, and then stripped away all of like the nuance of like the guy who like didn't really want to be a boxer became a boxer and the love story. And so like if you were really into like the the plotting and like the character development, again, there's very little character development in this movie, and he just like played the hits.
1: But I- yeah. I don't know that I agree it to me it's more like alien and aliens where like those are two extremely different movies where in alien alien is like a slow paced horror thriller and aliens is a relatively fast paced action movie right where like they kill a ton of aliens there's a there's a, just no spoilers there are a lot of aliens in Aliens, and there's only one alien in Alien, and it is a totally different. I mean, vibe.
0: can it be a spoiler if that's the titles of the movie? <laughs>
1: <Fair>. <laughs> but like, th- this is like he's he's made a sequel that is in a different genre, but uses the same characters. Like, I, I don't think that that's an yeah. invalid decision.
0: Yeah, that's but a, can I give a different comparison? Yeah. You know, like a band that comes out and they have like a great sound, and everyone's like, "Whoa, this band sounds awesome." And then, like, four albums later, like, this band just keeps making the same album to diminishing returns. Like, they just keep trying to, like, recapture that, that sound. It's
1: it's like when their first album is uh slow singer-songwriter crooning, and then their second album is dance music. And it's like, I'm saying that Rocky is the James Vincent McMorrow of franchises.
2: Uh, yeah. I Dan, I think you hit the nail on the head. I think it's about use the word vibe. I think these movies are two different vibes. And I'd compare it to restaurants instead of music. It was like like that really fancy restaurant that we went to is like how many Michelin stars? Twelve, or 12 out of ten. Three, Three Michelin stars. It was, like, it was like the most extravagant, like art artfully crafted meal we've ever had. Um and like the most we've ever spent on one meal. Right. They even had like a, a, (laughs) when we walked in, they had like the stool there that women are supposed to put their fancy bags on. Like they're. Yeah. You you put
1: your, you put your like Birkin (laughs) bag on it.
2: I walked in and they're like, madam for your bag. And I like took off my Uniqlo fanny pack and put it on the (laughs) (laughs) stool. and wanted to crawl under the table. Sorry. I'm digressing a lot, but like, so that's like Rocky. And then on the same level of specialness I would put that meal that we had uh during our honeymoon in Italy where we sat in a no, wine like cellar ladies in the basement oh you're talking a, about that one that one yeah in the basement and we just like sat in this little nook and I had soup and we had like again didn't spend that much money had one of the best meals we've better ever had and it was a completely different vibe but to me I put those meals in, in the same yeah best way, movie best movie you
0: know what this movie is This movie is Olive Garden, (laughs) where Megan thinks it's really fancy, (laughs) but we all know it's Olive Garden. I
2: don't think this movie is junk. I think this movie is a different thing. It might be junk food. No. But
1: junk food can be great.
2: No, I, because that. But
0: I think this is a really good example of how the time, when the circumstances in seeing a movie really matter, right? Like, the first time I watched it was, like, as a 37... Or the first time I watched it, like, and remember, it was, like, a 37-year-old. And, like, it looks different to a 37-year-old than it does to, you know, a 7-year-old. Like, that's just... It's just going to. Um, so, yeah. I mean, at the end of the day, I do think it's fun. And I get it. I think I think the, the critical issue really is, like... Again, I, I think, like, he set a precedent with... Rocky, and even if he's trying something completely different, the movie is still called Rocky, and it's still the character. And so, I think people who really liked one version of it might not react well to this version of it. And I think like that makes yeah, sense. But,
1: yeah. but that's okay. I don't. I mean, who who are movies for right? Like, did, does the movie need to satisfy the fans, or should the movie be for whoever's watching the movie in that moment? Well, right? yeah.
0: I mean, that's like the entire like. Into, like 98% of movies that are coming out right now are like yeah, Marvel so, movies. And yeah, anyway, let's, let's run through some things. Cause I, uh,
1: I, have, I have a few, I have a few interesting notes. So the first thing is I have this note in here that like the, the actual punching in this movie and like the sweat flying off their bodies looks amazing. Uh, and it turns out it's just cause they really just wailed on each other to the point that Dolph Lundgren sent Sylvester Stallone to the hospital. He was in intensive care for eight days crazy I really like, I like the line where rocky's kid is watching the fight with his friends and he goes that's my dad and the other kids are just like what am I? yeah we know <laughs> no the
0: kid is like what am I a dummy I think that's yeah. what he said um yeah that was good uh,
1: they have incredible muscles uh I wrote here that rocky's Rocky's six-pack looked like it has a second six pack on the outside like parentheses around <laughs> his pack. like
0: he was really crazy he was in insane shape but the biggest note but while you're in the funeral is I mean, they were definitely glistening. Like glist- Megan's recollection of them glistening was the defining characteristic of this movie. Every close-up looked like someone was just standing right out of the frame, just spraying them with a mister. I
1: have a, I have a note from our watch of the movie, which is right before the fight starts. Megan says, how are they starting out sweaty? Yeah. Um, so at one point in the first half of this episode, you, show, you ask if Rocky is fighting for the right to say Merry Christmas in America. I can't speak for Rocky, but that's definitely why Pauly is there. <laughs> Pauly is like a hundred percent a Trump voter to the point that he's even wearing a "Don't Tread on Me" jacket. Uh, yeah, he's uh, he's he's the silent majority. Pauly. Yes, he calls himself the unsilent majority. Uh, oh, in right. The movie. There you go. Uh,
0: I like the line where Pauly was like, you know, he is like, I know I'm an idiot, and if I can like unzip my skin and turn to someone else. It would be you, Rock. You're all heart, and then they get into the ring, and Drago standing there, and he's like, "I will crush you," or "I must destroy." Whatever that line is. And then Polly goes, "Never mind. I don't want to be you." Oh, okay. that
1: was fun. Uh, I got a couple uh, things
0: if you're if you're going through your notes. Really uh, he very intentionally mimicked the art museum run up a mountain in Russia, and then stood on top of the mountain and did the thing. I'm like, all right. Uh, I, I both liked it and hated it. <laughs> like, come on. <laughs>
1: Like, do you think kids in Russia like run up that same mountain that are like I'm yeah. rocking?
0: <laughs> and then the other note I had was um on I I think on top of that mountain, he also he goes, Drago. And it's the same thing in Demolition Man where he screams Phoenix. And I'm like, is this like does he just ad lib him screaming the name of his adversary in every movie? Uh <laughs> <laughs> and then my other note is uh Apollo exclusively calls him Stallion and Rocky, like, uh, sorry, and Sylvester Stallone wrote the script. So do you think, like, he, like, every time, like, Apollo was like, what am I calling you Rocky? And he's like, Stallion. Like, he just, like, made him call him Stallion every single time.
1: That's how Apollo talks. Speaking of nicknames, though, uh, Apollo has some amazing nicknames. Which one was your favorite? Oh,
0: I did. So I didn't track them, but I did think it was a good joke when Rocky's like, oh, how many nicknames you got? He's like, we're almost done. That was pretty good.
1: <laughs> My favorite is definitely the Count of Monte Fisto. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Calling back uh, to what you said earlier, Yishai, though, that it it does really matter at what point in your life or in what situation you are when you see a movie, and that like sh- that shapes you. <laughs> like, I guess that's what this podcast is about, right? That's like, uh, would this movie have would this movie have had as much of an impression on me had I not seen it when i did and like
1: had you seen the other three rockies first first yeah
2: yeah and i think you've done a lot of thinking about how you want to show our daughter and what order you want to show her certain movies oh yeah um and star wars i remember when you introduced me to star wars you were really deliberate about like should i show you the prequels first no like let's um
1: you got it. you have to do the right order of all of these things and you have to think about it. And I think to your, like when we were kids, no one thought about
2: it. No one thought about Cause it. Cause our just, parents
1: were like, ah, oh, whatever. It's kid stuff.
2: It was whatever, just also, whatever was on TV.
1: Yeah. Whatever is on TBS constantly.
2: I have one thing to wrap up with. I looked at all of the like most famous lines from all the Rocky movies and I picked my favorite. Yeah. Can I, it's fun. Can I tell you what it is? Mm-hmm. Do you like having a good time? Then you need a good watch.
0: Did he get advertised? Oh, I got okay. I thought it was like a watch sponsor.
2: Yeah, he's in Rocky 2.
1: In Rocky 2, he is even dumber. Like, he's so dumb in Rocky 2.
0: So Rocky uh, 5 oh, yeah. uh, is apparently about like how he has like brain damage from the fight with Drago, which is kind of interesting. Um, the last note on Rocky 4, uh, the robot went on tour with James Brown in the 80s. Okay.
1: Oh, yeah. That's... that's <laughs> But okay, so, so where do we end up? Yishai, you gave this movie a six and a half, a seven. Megan, you gave it a 13 out of 10. First an 11 and a half, which you then reconsidered and moved to 13. I'm sticking with an eight. I feel pretty spot on about that. Um, and now, Yishai, there's no one who's going to ride in and steal your nomination. What movie are we watching next?
0: The character I'm carrying over, uh, who is incredibly charismatic in this movie, Apollo Creed, Carl Weathers. We're going to watch Happy Gilmore uh, next week. Stay tuned. It's going to be a blast. Awesome. Megan? Great first guest. Thank you for joining.
2: (laughs) Thanks for having me. This was so fun.
0: Sorry, I didn't give your favorite movie a higher score.